Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to this week's episode of the BU with Declan Edwards podcast. I'm your host, Declan Edwards, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Now, this week on the podcast, we have a very inspiring woman coming in as a guest presenter. Kayla Fermanzik, who is one of our confidence and purpose coaching clients, but also a member of the BU Coaching Advisory Panel, is coming to share her knowledge and her expertise on gut health. We're going to be talking about how she got into the field of gut health and why she's so passionate about helping people in that area. We're going to be talking about how what you eat not only affects your body physically, but it affects how you feel mentally and emotionally. Honestly, I can't even put into words how knowledgeable and incredible this woman is. That's why we have her as part of the BU Coaching Advisory Panel. So make sure you tune in, make sure you listen to her expertise and really gain all the knowledge and value that Kayla's about to offer on this week's episode of the podcast and make changes based on what you learn. You know, at BU, we always say knowledge alone is worthless, but it's knowledge that is applied through action that makes the difference in your life. So with all that said, let's jump straight into this week's episode of BU with Declan Edwards and invite our special guest presenter, Kayla Fermanzik, on board. Hello, Kayla. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my God, we did it. I know. (laughs) So for anyone listening in, uh, we just spent the last 15 minutes trying to work out how to get Kayla beamed into the podcast from Melbourne. uh, And we finally managed to do it. So Kayla, say hello to everyone and introduce yourself. Hey guys. So I don't even know what to say. Um, so I'm a nutritionist and my field is gut health. That's mainly what I'm passionate about. So, yeah, I mean, what I was speaking about just before we got you into the podcast, Kayla, was I told everyone why I was so excited to have you on the podcast and really why I invited you and asked you to come on as a guest presenter today. was because I think it's fascinating the fields that you're combining. I know you've got a a background in psychology and then in nutrition and to be bringing the two together and really studying and understanding how what we eat affects how we feel. um, I think it's a really emerging field. Do you find that people are really starting to um, be more interested in that? I know for me, I'm seeing it more and more frequently on social media, whereas a few years ago, I'd never heard of gut health and now it seems to be all the rage. I think in the last couple of years, it's become more prominent, like the whole healthy eating kind of scenario has always been around or more so in the last five years or so, but people are becoming more in tune with their bodies and how they feel and looking at, you know, certain foods that may make them feel like crap or bloated or anything like that. Um, And, yes, I think definitely people are becoming more in tune with their bodies just in general. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, I think we can both agree a great thing because obviously, you know, you and I are both very passionate about this holistic sense of well-being, you know, looking after the mind, body and looking after ourselves emotionally as well. Um, Do you think that's happening as well? Do you think we're really starting to see a shift towards this holistic approach to well-being and health rather than just... Um, you know, just focusing on exercise or just focusing on mindset and psychology, it seems really there's a lot of practitioners bringing it all together. I think so, because a lot of people take the idea that, 
you know, they eat something and then they've got to spend copious amounts of time at the gym just to Mm -hmm. burn that off. Or, yeah, they go to the gym just so they can eat whatever they want. But realistically, if you're going to the gym and you're eating whatever you want, it's not going to change your mental health, your emotional health or your physical health. Because, yeah, you may look good on the outside from going to the gym all the time, but what's happening on the inside? Yeah, and I think that's such a valuable point. I know last week on the podcast, I spoke a lot about my struggles in the past with body image issues and with an eating disorder. And I can really relate to the idea of not looking after the inside, just trying to focus on what you look like on the outside. And I can obviously relate to that and talk about personally how that never worked out well for me in the long run and how powerful it was to shift that attention to going, well, how do I look after? I think I've found if we look after our insides, the outside tends to look comes. after our outsides anyway, right? Yeah, that's right. And it just <laughs> it just follows through. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a really important shift that's happening at the moment. So tell me, because I love on this podcast when we have guest speakers on, you know, I love allowing them to share a bit of their background and history so people can know about them. And I'm fascinated by why people do what they do, like why you got into this space and why you're so passionate about you know, gut health and how it affects us in terms of physical health, emotional health and mental health. Why that area? What led you here? I think for me, so it's probably got to do with my little story and my background. Um, I originally got into psychology. That's the field that I wanted to follow my career path. Um, And I wanted to get into sports psych and child psych originally but I was really passionate about nutrition as well. And I wanted to work as a psych, I guess, in collaboration, you know, with holistic health practitioners um, to say, treat people or say children specifically, I'll give an example where you're changing their diet, not just putting them on medication. Um, Because if you look at children's diets these days, I think people tend to go what's easiest, like with what's easiest for them Um, and the amount of preservatives and sugars, hidden sugars especially, that are in foods and they alter your behaviour. And I've seen that firsthand with children where, you know, if they're eating wholesome foods and foods that are nourishing their bodies and giving them the macro micronutrients they need, their behaviours change, you know, they're no longer having tantrums and all that kind of stuff. Um, So following that, I eventually decided to not pursue a career in psychology and to pursue a career in nutrition. Um, And I just, I fell in love with what I was studying. But at the same time, I was going through kind of my own issues where I was always the kind of person who was you know happy with how they looked and there was not really a thing that I would change about myself I was fit I was active I was healthy Um, and it wasn't until I went down a path where I wanted to get into bodybuilding Um, and within a short period of time you know I was always quite thin but I just became quite cut and extremely defined Um, I ended up falling sick not long after that and then, you know, from being sick and training hard and eating so few calories, um, my body just took its toll and then 
Um, I was diagnosed with adrenal dysfunction. I had metabolic damage. And I think it just spun out of control from there. Like my mental health wasn't great. I started to have anxiety attacks again. My depression came back. I didn't like the body I was in. I didn't like the person I had become. And I think it's only been the last maybe three or four months where I've started to actually get that body back and that feeling back and that love for myself back. So I think that's where, that's why I'm so passionate about what I do because one is a long journey trying to restore your health and everything does come from the gut. You know, if you're eating copious amounts of sugar, you're going to see it in your skin. You're going to see it in your moods. You're going to have mood swings. You're going to feel depressed, anxious. Um, Yeah, and I think that's why I do what I do because I want to help people, you know, not go down the same path I've been down because it's not fun when you go from, you know, loving yourself to feeling total crap. Mm. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful thing to do for the world and for other people as well to, uh, to, to look at the difficulties and struggles we've been through in our life and learn from them and be able to use that as a gift to give back to others. It's such a powerful thing. It's obviously, you know, why, why people like yourself and I do what we do. I think it's amazing that, you know, you've managed to turn such a struggle and such a down part of, you know, your life into something that is almost a blessing, almost a gift, something that you can then give back to others with. Um, And it's awesome that you're doing that. You know, I know that you're making an actual impact and making a really cool change. Um, For people who are listening, make sure you check out um, Kayla's website and her blog. Some of the articles she puts up are phenomenal. I know my wife is reading every single one that goes (laughs) up at the moment, um, which is absolutely awesome. So, uh, Kayla, just to drop in there before we start getting into the nitty gritty of gut health and how it affects what we think and feel, where can people find out more about you? Where can they get more information? Um, So my website is healthygutnutrition.com and my Instagram is healthygutnutrition as well. Um, So generally all my links are posted on there too. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I know she's doing. um, Honestly, guys, check out uh, the stress series blogs that, that Kayla's put up. They're really insightful. Just really cool to understand how our physical health and mental health and emotional health all intertwine. And, and it's quite cool. Some of the little tweaks we can do there. So Kayla, I'd love to jump into that with you actually and ask, you know, yeah. you mentioned before specifically with kids and, you know, with, with sugar, if they're not getting their macro and micronutrients, just people who are listening in who aren't quite sure about um, even what that is, like what are macro and micronutrients? What, how would you describe that to someone? So our macronutrients are our three main areas so our protein our carbohydrates and our fats and I think when people are focusing on what they're eating they're mainly focusing on the three of them yeah um so obviously our protein and our carbs have the least amount of calories per gram I think it's around four four calories per gram our fats have a lot more around nine and people tend to go for fat-free options because there are higher calories in them. However, fats are what we need in our diets to help um, our hormones to function optimally. Um, Our micronutrients are everything else that falls under the macronutrient category. So they're all your vitamins, all your minerals, 
everything else that is incorporated and they are what you really need to stop deficiencies occurring. Because mm. I know at the moment, um, you know, especially in Australia and in women, it's, it's iron is quite a big struggle at the moment, isn't it? Iron is a massive struggle because we lose so much during our menstrual cycle, mm. so much blood and there's so much iron, there's so much nutrients in that. So usually when it is, you know, that time of the month, that's when you should be having your red meats or your livers or anything that is higher in iron so that way you can absorb more. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. So so tell me more about, you know, you mentioned sugar being a big thing. I know it was only last week I actually watched, um, not the full thing I'll admit, but some of that sugar film. Yeah. Um, yeah, like sugar, it, it amazes me how much focus is now being put on sugar. And I think, and I think it's with good due. Like, I think it's necessary. Um, tell us what, tell us more about that. What's your take on sugar? What do you think about it? Um, yeah. What's your approach on it all? I mean, I love sugar. (laughs) (laughs) I love chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I have a massive sweet tooth, but you know, it's all in moderation. I think that's with everything. Mm -hmm. If you're having, you know, it was just Easter and I'm sure everybody indulged in a few too many Easter bunnies. Um, But it all comes down to how much you're having and where the hidden sugars are. Um, So, you know, even in fruits, like how much fruit are you having a day? We always recommend, you know, two servings of fruit. I'll probably have three or four, but it's how your body absorbs the sugar and how it's all digested. So, you know, if I can't digest and absorb what's going into your body, if you can't, if you can't absorb it, it's just going to get stored as fat. And Mm sugar is a big one. Like, you know, if you're having a couple of squares of chocolate, you want more. It's that craving for more. It's, I don't know. It's, it's like an addiction, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I know I saw on the that sugar film, they were saying something like sugar's just as addictive as cocaine. Like yeah. it, it's up the same area of the yeah. brain. And it's funny that you mentioned, you know, having a few squares of chocolate. I know over Easter, we had a, a thing of favourites and chocolate in the fridge. And I was like, okay, I'll just have a couple after dinner each night. And it's like, and it was almost three, like four, five. I was, yeah. yeah, I was like <laughs> going back to the fridge and just grabbing more. I was like, well, I don't even want these. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do the same. Like sometimes the whole box is gone in one night, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like when you're eating sugar, the – because sugar is a form of bacteria. So say I'll give you an example with kombucha. When we're making kombucha, we have to put sugar in it to help ferment – help the fermentation process. Mm. Um, When it goes into our guts, it is fermenting. But if you're going to too much of anything per se, um, you're going to see it. You're going to see it in your moods. I know when I have too much sugar over, say, two days or so, a few days later I'm having mood swings, I'm having anxiety attacks, I'm in tears over for, for no reason. The week after I've got pimples all on my forehead, um, you don't sleep, you feel sluggish, you have no energy and it all comes down to what you're putting in your body and I think sugar plays in a, like a massive role because people, you know, they think that they're eating healthy and that they're nourishing their bodies 
because they're making stir fries or whatever they're doing. But, you know, unless you're making everything from scratch, you don't really know what you're putting in your body. Um, and it comes down to being educated on how much sugar things have in them or, you know, if you're buying something that is packaged, what you should be looking for on those labels. Mm. And I know that, like, you're quite passionate about helping educate people on how they can understand what they're actually putting in their body because, exactly. you know, I know for someone who, like, you know, I talk to people who have no background in nutrition whatsoever and, and you show them a, a nutrition label and that shit's confusing. Like, if, you, yeah. if you've never been shown how to read it or what it all means, yep. it's so easy to get lost in it. It is. Um, it is. I think that's what really empowers people to take control and take charge of their health physically and you know looking after their especially their gut health as well is actually understanding food like even just the basics and as you spoke about macro and micronutrients what that all means how to know what you know your recommended amounts are so you can know whether you're going too short or too far like do you think that's what makes the difference is when people actually understand and know what's going on definitely it all comes back to education and um you know when you're comparing foods at the supermarket it all comes down to you know, comparing everything out of the 100 gram, like don't go looking at the serving size because what's, you know, mm-hmm. say half a cup of yogurt for one kind of yogurt could be a quarter or a cup of yogurt for another kind of yogurt. And that could all come down to, you know, a higher amount of fat in it, a lot less sugar, there's more probiotics in it and all that kind of stuff. So it all comes down to knowing what you're reading. Yeah, that's and what a good tip. I've never thought of that before. Yeah. Like for me, if I'm looking at labels, I will make sure there is always less than four grams of sugar in a serve. Mm. And four grams is equivalent to about a teaspoon. Yep. Yeah, that's such a good way to look at it as well, like looking at the, the per 100 grams because I do know that some uh, companies are quite tricky with making themselves look healthy by changing the serving size. Yeah. And, so when you're you comparing, know. you should always compare the per 100 grams. Mm, and the way to do it yeah and then the serving size you know so you're looking at a tub of ice cream the serving size is so minimal but people aren't going to eat that yeah go and eat a tablespoon or two tablespoons of ice cream you're going to have you know a good cup or two like yeah (laughs) so you need to be mindful of how much you're eating as well if you're not looking or you're not actually having that specific serving size Yeah, definitely. So let's talk, um, you know, specific gut health because, you know, it is becoming a very popular term at the moment. What does it mean? Like what is gut health and why is it important? So I think I had a conversation with someone the other day actually and they were like, well, what is gut health? Like gut is such a a harsh word, but I think that's just the culture we live in. Like we use we don't use gut as a nice word. So it's something we need to become more comfortable with, I think. Um, So your gut health is in, you know, your scientific terms, your microbiome, your microbiota. And it's what goes on inside that stomach, but it doesn't necessarily refer to just the stomach. So it refers Mm. to from your mouth all the way until it exits your body. Um, So, you know, when you're chewing, how things are being, how, how food is being absorbed when it goes through the intestines, how everything's being digested, 
if your gut health isn't functioning optimally, it's your nutrients aren't being absorbed. When your nutrients mm-hmm. aren't absorbed, one, they're just exiting the body. So you're getting nothing at all. No nutrients, nothing. You're pretty much just starving your body. And, you know, a lot of people, they'll eat healthily. They won't go out and eat junk food often or won't go out often. They'll be exercising a lot and they're finding they're putting on weight. And this kind of comes back to my story too, where this is exactly what happened to me. You know, I was eating the same foods all day, every day, heaps of vegetables, you know, fruit, oats, meat, everything. And I was just putting on weight and I couldn't figure out why. And it all came down to my gut and what it was and what it wasn't doing. Mm. And I think as well, like you'll know yourself if you are eating certain foods and you don't feel well after those foods, if you're bloating, if you're running to the toilet constantly, um, if you're not regular or you're too regular, then that's something you should be taking a look at. And, you know, when you eat eat foods, write down what your symptoms are or how you feel. If you feel tired, you know, an hour after eating a burger, then, you know, maybe you should look at what the problem is. Is it the meat? Is it the bread? You know, it could be gluten. Um, I had a girl actually from high school who just messaged me the other day wanting to do consultations. Um, And she was diagnosed with celiac disease a couple of years ago. And she said, you know, for quite a few years, she was bloated and feeling uncomfortable. And she had a lot of discomfort in her stomach and everything. Um, And until she actually got tested, she found out she, you know, was fully allergic to gluten. Mm. Um, And there is a difference between being intolerant and an allergy. Yeah. So... Yeah, it all comes down to how how our bodies function, everything, um, how our bodies function. Yeah, because I know that, um, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I was looking into just trying to familiarize myself a little bit more with gut health before yeah. uh, having you on the show to interview you today. And I was amazed by how much of an impact it's being proven to have in so many areas. You know, you mentioned yeah. weight loss or weight gain. We talk about... Um, you know, kidney health, heart health, our obviously digestive system health, mm-hmm. um, different forms of cancer, which I was like amazed yep. by, like especially, you know, your bowel cancers, colon cancers. Yep. And then, of course, the thing that blew my mind, obviously being very interested in emotional well-being and emotional health, was it's something ridiculous. Like what, like 90% of serotonin is it's produced, produced in, in the gut? gut. Yeah. Yeah. So for those listening, serotonin is one of our feel-good uh, chemicals. It's what makes happy us... Happy hormone. Yeah, most makes us happy and... I went, wow, like 90% is being produced in the gut. So if you're not looking after your gut health, you're really setting yourself on the back foot there in terms of emotional well-being. Yeah, that's exactly right. So mm -hmm. what happens is with what we're eating, obviously when things are being digested, you know, foods turn into different chemicals. Um, And so I think everyone's probably heard it. Our gut is our second brain, right? And it's because it sends more messages to our brain than what our brain does to our guts. Oh, wow. So um, I was actually listening to Julia Enders, who is an author. Um, She has a TED Talks. And I was listening to that the other week. And 
she said, you know, there was so many more when she devoured into the topic and she was doing all of her research on gut health. Um, there is so many more messages being sent from the gut to the brain. And that just highlights the importance of gut health and how it affects, you know, our moods and our anxieties, especially when it comes to depression, like a lack of serotonin is, you know, depression is the consequence. Mm. Um, and if you're not feeding your body right, or if you're not functioning right, then it kind of just, that's the path that is going to follow. Mm. And it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly am. And that's why I was so excited to have you on the show today was because I was like, wow, this is so valuable and so important. And I just feel like so many people don't know um, enough about it yet. Yeah, as you said, education really is going to be the key that makes the difference. Being yeah. able to understand what we're putting in our body, when we're putting in our body, how much, like what outcome that has. Yeah. You know, really developing that that deeper level of knowledge and understanding so that we are empowered to make the right choices by ourselves and by our body. And I love you mentioning the having a balanced approach to it, not being restrictive, not being, you know, perfect eating all the time, being human, but but just being aware as well of how you feel about, yeah. you know, after different foods and after different meals. Would that be the main way, do you think, that people can sort of – say people are listening now and they're going, wow, I've never thought of gut health before. This is amazing that it makes such an impact and difference. Um, where could they sort of start in terms of figuring out where they're at nutrition-wise? Like what would be some of the main takeaways and tips that you'd recommend for people? I think firstly, if you open your fridge, look at what's inside it. Mm. Like if you've got – 90% or let's say 75%, you know, wholesome foods, then you're doing quite well. If mm. you've got a fridge full of, you know, packaged foods, processed foods, minimal vegetables and fruits, or even open up your pantry, what's inside your pantry? Do you have containers and jars of whole foods or do you have, you know, canned foods, processed foods? Mm. Um, I think that's where it starts. You go through all that first. Get rid of everything that is processed because we want to be eating wholesome, fresh food. We want to be eating our fruits and our veggies, our meats. We want to be having, you know, fresh bread as well. Mm. We don't want to be eating copious amounts of white bread. We want to be eating something that's going to nourish our bodies um and yeah i think that's a definitely a starting point and then once you go through that start looking at yourself as well like when you're eating you know pizza burgers or even when you're eating you know salads and stuff stir fries how are you feeling afterwards what are you putting in it that you could possibly change if you're feeling uncomfortable or if you're feeling bloated or gassy or if you're running to the toilet um Maybe it could just be to do with portion size as well. How much are you eating on your plate? I know for me, I get told I'm having too much, but majority of the time it's just a whole heap of vegetables. Um, and, you know, I'm never too full afterwards. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it all comes down to portion size and how your body reacts to that. Um, and I think definitely like creating a little food diary, what you're eating throughout the day, um, 
not necessarily how much you're eating of it, but how it is making you feel. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're having a crappy day a couple of days later, you could go back, you know, to a, to the day before or two days before to see what you've eaten. Maybe you've had, you know, two scoops of ice cream or um, something that has triggered this emotional response. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose you can after, kind of all relate it. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose after a few days of doing that or a few weeks, you would start to see patterns, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, but you've also got to like, you know, when you're journaling things down, write also how you are feeling personally, because mm-hmm. stress plays an important part. And if you are feeling stressed, you know, some people can't absorb their food enough or they'll be eating something and they'll be rushing straight to the toilet or they lose their appetite and they're not eating at all. Um, you know, there's some people who are emotional eaters, so they're, they'll definitely go and grab, you know, a whole box of favorites or a yeah. whole family block at Cadbury or something like that. So that's a lot of that has got to do with how you respond to food and what you're eating as well. And I know for me, you know, there's definitely days where, you know, I just want to grab a jar of Nutella and just demolish that. But um, I've kind of adapted to that mindset now where, you know, maybe I'll have a teaspoonful or, you know, a small amount that is going to cure that, um, that craving and, you know, make me satisfied. But I'm always thinking of how I'm going to feel or how my behaviour is going to be in a day or two. Um, so I think definitely once you kind of get into that habit, you kind of just know what to eat and what not to eat, mm. I guess. Yeah, I think, you know, you mentioned it before. It's just that sense of being mindful about how we eat. And, you know, especially in Australia, I feel like exactly as you mentioned, slowing down and actually enjoying the food and then afterwards having a moment to just write down what you had and how you feel at the time. You know, I tend to find, especially in Australia, we're very go, go, go with our food. It's serve up, eat as quick as we can and keep moving on with the day. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so valuable, just exactly as you've said, to just slow down and, and just be mindful of, of how much we're eating, what we're eating, how we feel about it, how it makes exactly. us feel. It's just such a powerful thing. You know, we like to say at BU, we, there's no change without awareness first. Exactly. Like exactly. See what's going on. And I think because just in general, we live such fast-paced lifestyles. And I've definitely noticed that now since I've been working full time where Mm. it's like up, work, come home, gym, get ready for the next day and sleep. And it's just constant. But, you know, when you're eating, you should be really enjoying that food. And I try not to have my phone on me or no social media so that way I can sit down. You know, if we're having a family dinner, you can sit down and you can really enjoy that time and eat your food and have a conversation. Um, And if you're eating, you know, a cheesecake or you're having chocolate and wine and everything, sit down and really enjoy that moment because if you're going to feel guilty afterwards, there's no real point in eating it because you're just making yourself feel like crap. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just about being aware and really just enjoying everything you're putting into your body and the moment as well. Definitely, definitely. Man, there's just been... Yeah, so much value and, and, and knowledge that you've brought to the podcast this week. I'm very, very grateful for you volunteering your time today to come on and 
and share your expertise in this because as I said, even just looking into gut health a little bit for myself to yeah. basically be prepared for this this interview today, I was blown away by how valuable and how important this is. So it really is amazing to have people like yourself out there making a difference firsthand in other people's lives. And obviously it's why we're so grateful to have you as part of the BU Coaching Advisory Panel to bring your expertise to what we do as well. Yeah. Um, once again, for people who are listening in, if you could just summarize your top three tips and takeaways for them and then tell them where they can connect with you to find out more because obviously the best, the best you know, top level process that could ever approach that could ever be done is to work with an expert and to get one-on-one tailored guidance. Um, so for people who are listening who want that and maybe looking for that, I'd love for you to be able to tell them where they can connect with you so that they can have that opportunity. So go on over to my website, which is healthygutnutrition.com. There's like a little contact area. You can shoot me an email on there. My email's on there too. You can jump on Instagram and it's Healthy Gut Nutrition as well. My top three tips would probably be, one, look at what you're feeding yourself. Look at what foods you're putting into your body. Are they whole foods? Are they nourishing? Are they contributing to your macro and micronutrient profiles? The second one would probably be how do you feel after you're eating them or while you're eating them? Are you like not just emotionally but physically as well? Are you feeling bloated? Are you feeling gassy? Do you feel guilty? Do you Are you aware that, you know, you're really enjoying this at this moment? And the third one would be would just be let go and just be mindful and just, you know, enjoy your food. They would probably be my top three tips, I think. Beautiful. And so much, yeah, as I said before, so much value to be offered there. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, and, and I'll speak on behalf of everyone who tunes into this episode, thank you so much again for volunteering your time to come on and share your knowledge and expertise. It's been amazing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll talk soon okay awesome beautiful See thank you, you bye wow what an amazing woman and what amazing value and insight and expertise kayla just bought to the podcast i just learned so much about gut health and how i can look after it to really thrive in life and yeah, we're so grateful to have experts like Kayla coming on board to the podcast, literally donating their time just to help us give back to you and help you live the empowered and exceptional life that you desire and deserve. Now, I'm going to give you a little quick glimpse and an insight into next week's episode. Next week, I'm going to be talking to you about money mindset. So if you're someone who stresses about money, if you freak out about money, if you're overwhelmed by it, you don't know what to do with it, this is the episode for you. And it's not going to be some boring financial talk where we talk strategy. No, we're going to talk about how what you think about money and how you feel about money will change how much money you make in your life. It's honestly a life-changing topic. I did money mindset coaching with my coach for six months in 2016 and it really radically changed how I work with money and how I'm able to attract it into my life. So make sure you tune in next week to the episode. But until then, as always, be empowered, be exceptional, be you.